Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, uh, just wanted to remind you one more time that the New York Rangers season is starting very soon. And what's the best way to start the season? By supporting Blue Shirts Breakaway, your local favorite New York Ranger hockey podcast. Go to our website, blueshirtsbreakaway.com, purchase a t-shirt in the t-shirt section, add it to cart, and I will ship it to your house. Bing, bang, boom. Welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. I'm your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with Gregory Kaplan. Greg, say hello. What in the world did you just say? Did you even speak English, bro? No, I, I went, uh, went slow-mo, fast-mo. Interesting. Interesting. Just it's a bold strategy, Cotton. I'm just see trying how it new things off. for the Open. Just trying new sure, Opens. I, you know what? Feel it out, man. The season's coming up, so now's the time to explore. Explore the space. I'm just trying to get ready for the season, get hyped up, and you know, get all the Ranger... Read your energy out of my body to put it back in after this game tonight. Uh, we don't. We're, we're, we've said before uh, in our in a later interview we're gonna have Brian Wojohn from Gotham Sports. Am I correct in saying that? <laughs> we said before in a later interview. Yeah. Well, you know I'm the best in English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Brian comes on. Brian is fantastic. He's entertaining. He's wonderful. He's from, uh, he's from Gotham Sports. He's gonna come on and talk a little about the Rangers and the Mets. Um, and we are recording this right before or right during the preseason game versus the Flyers. So when the Rangers lose five nothing, uh, that's not our fault. No, we but we can blame Ryan anyway because we like blame. Yeah, Ryan. that blame me. I like that. Uh, so a lot to talk about this week, and and a lot and not so much to talk about in the same time. Put it that way. <laughs> Man, you are all about the two extremes this week. I think the preseason has been good and bad. <laughs> Things have happened. Things have also not happened. You know, hard take. Yeah, I, I'm all hard takes right in the middle all week this week. That's how I'm going. Uh, uh, I mean, we talk a lot of Rangers with Brian, but we'll talk a little now. Well, we'll just you, you want you want you want an actual hot take? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, AV came out and said Mark Stahl has been very focused, strong, healthy, and in the right frame of mind this preseason, and he's definitely <laughs> definitely the One most thing. impressive of the defensemen so far. Uh, I don't know if Av is talking about him actually on the ice. However, when he makes that statement, or if he's just talking about like like the state of Mark's all the being, yeah, yeah, he's like, like Mark, that Mark, yeah, man, he looks, he looks. He's good, like looking at him right? in the in the locker rooms, like Mark's with his shirt off. He's yeah. like, oh, Mark, man, you look working out. Mark, you working out, yeah, Mark? Dude. You hit the gym a little, bro. Um, yeah, uh, he's crazy if he's saying 
X is been, has been our best defenseman, and the name that doesn't come out of his mouth is Adam Clendenning because I think Clendenning has been the best defenseman. Now I well, say McDonough's that has been the best defenseman. He just hasn't played that much. So he hasn't been the best defenseman Fine. if he hasn't played that oh much. Oh, my God. I'm getting all the hot takes this week. <laughs> uh, now, when I say Clendenning has been the best, I'm not saying Clendenning is the best Ranger defender. I'm just saying you got to find a home for that guy in your six. got to find a home for Clendenning in your six. I think you're six right now. I'm not. I'm just going best six Rangers defenseman. I'm not okay. saying these are your parents. Can I, can I make a point before you make this? Go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Uh, AV's Shame. pretty much come out and said that, you know, since the Rangers are loaded on the left, that Holden's going to be playing the right. So that means Holden's making this team. Okay. Well, here are my six. Okay. Just, again, this is – I'm not listening to anything AV has said. I'm not doing okay. anything like I'm that. I'm looking at it. No notes. Just go by guts. These right now are the six best Rangers defensemen. McDonough, Klein, Clendenning, Shea, Stahl, Holden. Those are your six. And then Girardi is your seventh. Sorry, McElrath. Sorry, McElrath lovers. Talking specifically to you, Ryan, on that one. I'm not, a, you, I'm not like the biggest McElrath supporter in the world, but I think he's better than Girardi. Uh, yeah, but for obvious reasons, you can't get rid of Girardi. So you just stick Girardi as the seventh, let him play once a week, just let him hang out. My eye that, you know what? Probably Girardi's best fit on the Rangers is playing once a week and just being high energy in that one game and then giving him 10 days to recover because that's probably what he's going to need. The eye roll coming through this screen right now is is perpetual. But it's... that's your six. Those those are your best six right there. It's not that hard. Matt Klein, Shea Clendenning, Holden, Stahl. And you make it work with those six. You got to do it. It's... There's got to be a way to do it. Clendenning is too good on the power play. And he's shown to be serviceable five on five. You have to find a home for him, especially considering this team so desperately needs a shot of life on the blue line. Got to do it. And if the reason to not doing uh, bringing Clint Denning on this team is because we're paying Dan Girardi too much money and he needs to get his ice time, it's not good enough anymore. Dan Girardi's bad. Period. End of story. Full stop. I get that he might have to be on this roster, but then you park his ass on the bench and let him play once a week. Because that's what he is right now. He's not good enough to play every night. You know this. I know this. AV knows this. Jeff Gordon knows this. Every Ranger fan knows this. He ain't good enough. Clint Denning is. And if Clint Denning's not good enough, you could send him back to Hartford. And you could bring someone else up. Because he's on a He's two got way. a two-way contract. Yeah, he's on a two-way. Yeah. Clint Denning has played his way onto this team. He is a top six Ranger defenseman right now. And you got to play him. It's that simple. All right. Fine. Uh, <laughs> listen. Listen, I like. I, I, I love when I, I love when I make a point Listen. and you don't know how to defend it. Like when I, I was preaching I, about trading Zuccarello, I and you're like, like "Fine, Denning. whatever. Shut up. I hate you." I'm not like against Clendenning. I like him. He's played well in the preseason. The guy's played for five teams in the past two years. Like, but I, as we talked a little bit with Woj, it's it's kind of one of those things where the five teams he played for were just terrible, awful fits. He was not going to make his way into the Blackhawks oh, oh, defensive oh, units. God, he, the, the Oilers are just dumb. I don't think we need to go much further than that. I, I'm going to let and, that go for later, but. And the Ducks, the Ducks were loaded defensively too. If the Rangers had the six defensemen the Ducks had, you're right. We wouldn't be talking about Adam Clendenning making this team. But we don't. We don't have the luxury of that. We have a bad defensive unit. And Adam Clendenning in the preseason has proven to be not bad. So play him. Play him. He's got a good first touch pass. I'll say that. And he's he's great on the power play. You can't say he's bad on the power play. I can't he's say lovely that. On so the power far, play. the evidence has shown me this year he's been good on the power play. Maybe he's coming into his own. He's 25, still developing as a player. I'm still developing as a human. 
So I, I, I'm just saying you have to find a home for Clendenning. Right. Period. All right, we'll find a Full home. Full stop. For him. Full stop. Next <laughs> in the Ranger lineup, not in Hartford. <laughs> okay, well, that was my next point. Uh, in in next news, Gerby and Juris have options in Switzerland if they don't make the team. Hmm. Uh, that well, uh, a little bit uh, because I, mean, I don't think Nathan Gerby is going to make this team. Just no, not really a I hot take there. Pretty cold. I, how do we know how serious um, Juris's injury is? Well, we do not at right this moment. I don't believe. I, I think there's it. a chance that the Rangers, even if the injury is not super serious, they kind of stash him on long-term IR just to let some things happen around them. But, yeah, I think I think Irby, I don't see any way he makes this team. He's just day-to-day which, right now with a groin injury. Yeah, I, but honestly, but the, in, Rangers might, the Rangers hockey, might just – they know. might just take time to be like, look, you're hurt, chill. Let's figure out our offensive unit right now. Right now, if the season started today, there's no room for either of those guys on the Rangers. No, and that means which is which is crazy. But the, wouldn't that mean we lose like a substantial amount of debt of uh, depth that we like pretty much paid for? Uh, I think it would hurt more to lose Juris than it would to lose Gerby. Um, I mean Gerby's good on the penalty kill, but Gerby was a good signing uh, when it happened. He was the first signing I believe the Rangers made in the offseason. Seemed like a nice little little pickup for. Well, Grab- Grabner was the first, but Gerby was right no, after. I believe Gerby was before Grabner. All right, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, apples and oranges here. Um, Gerby, yeah, again, he was a great depth signing when the Rangers made the move, but then they kept making more depth signings, and now and we more, live in a world more. Now we live in a world where we need to find room for just Brandon Peary on this team before we even tackle Superstar Kirby Brandon or Juris. Uh, all-time great. All-time, I think they're going to have Hall the, of Famer Brandon Peary. I'm excited for the 73 number retirement ceremony that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it would be great if Gerby wanted to go to Hartford and hang out for a couple weeks in Hartford and, because injuries are going to happen. But it's important to remember – even if injuries happen, one, Juris is ahead of Gerby. Two, Oscar Lindbergh is ahead of both of them, and he's not going to be out for that much longer. He'll probably miss October, but he'll be back shortly after that. And then, you know, if Kirby goes away, you still got um, Horrific. You still got Jensen. It's not like the Rangers are all of a sudden hurting offensively for depth. This is the first time in, I don't know, forever that they have substantial forward depth, so much so that we might live in a world where JT fucking Miller – is playing on the fourth line, and we get into this with Woj, so I won't spoil that. Um, a little bit of preview by going there. over it twice, but yeah, it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy world we live in now, where the Rangers have depth, and if Gerby does pursue options in Switzerland, kind of sucks, but it ain't the end of the world. Yeah, so uh, I like I said, I don't think he's going to end up making this team. Just personal opinion. No, no, uh, I, I don't think there's room for him right now. Switzerland, I, I don't, I don't think Juris's injury is is that big a deal, so he might end up leaving this team too, and that's that's a way bigger loss, like you said. At least, at least with Juris, you can kind of fake it for a little bit, and you can just be like, "Look, we want him back." Like, at no, 100%. Juris, your groin is seriously hurt. Take a seat. <laughs> you need that. Relax, <laughs> relax, relax. Things are happening with you. Relax. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, you can kind of fudge the numbers with Juris for a little bit. Uh, with Gerby, you can't. I think he's destined for Hartford. I, I, I think I've said this like four or five times in the podcast right now. It's great to have these problems. Like, it's completely – I did not expect to have these problems. No, I thought I, the problem we'd so be having is, hey, is Gerby a second-line winger? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, AV came out today and said because of performances in the preseason, players are making it hard on us in terms of roster decisions. Pretty sure he's talking about Glenn Denning at that point in time. 
No, I think he's actually talking about Maxim Lapierre because he's not providing him any reasons to make this team. <laughs> uh, and if he did say the first round or the next round of cuts will be after the game tonight, tonight. so we will have we'll have hot takes on those moves, not on this podcast, but on Facebook tomorrow, look or at, Twitter, look, or Instagram. Look at that plug. Uh, and you could follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. You could follow us on Instagram blah, at Blue Shirts blah, Breakaway, blah, 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 and you could follow us on Facebook blah, at. Blah. Backslash Blue Shirts Breakaway. And we're on all those places, and we do some fun stuff over there. Right, and we plan to do way more during the season. In fact, we do. Uh, so, uh, actually, it's a little bit of housekeeping since we're talking about this. Next week, uh, we have a nice little special surprise for all our listeners. Uh, the first surprise, not really a surprise, kind of like Cole in your stocking. I will be in Vegas, so I will be calling in, and we'll have a nice three-man pod going on. Uh, so we'll- hashtag three-man pod. Hashtag three-man pod. Hashtag devil's threesome. And we'll be recovering. <laughs> and uh, it's not really Devil's Threesome. It's like the best the best of all times. And then, uh, then yeah, of course. <laughs> Hashtag best of all time. You're, you're, doing, you're doing too much. Do less. Sorry, I'll do less. Uh, and then next Thursday after the Rangers-Islanders game, I will be getting off a plane from Vegas that night, and I will be coming home. We will be recording a post-game podcast to talk about the season opener versus the Islanders. Well, there you go. Look at that. You're going to get us twice next week. Two times in one week. What a time to be alive. That was less. <laughs> that was less. That was less. Um, so any- we're going to throw it to the interview now? I think so. Is, it, we'll, is we'll there anything back, else you, we'll want, you, you want to touch on and we'll come back we'll talk on the Mets? A little bit? I think we talk, we talk enough about the Mets with Roach. I don't think we need me talking anymore about the Mets. Okay. I mean, we can. I still have takes. All right. Well, well I want to come back and talk a little bit. You, you're, you know, you're not going to be able to talk to Mets again until next season. Or the, well, you'll talk a hot stove, I'm sure. Whoa. Whoa. You know. Wow. You know. Fuck. Oh. Hey, I'm just using what your words. What was that? I'm using your wow. words, man. Your words. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Throw the interview while I murder you via computer screen over here. Here we go. Over to Woj. And we're back with our first guest, Woj, and I'm here with Greg again, unfortunately. Uh, Woj, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, I'm just a your average, everyday hockey fan, big New York Rangers fan. Uh, I, who's like, I think I my opinion on Twitter is definitely more important than everybody else's. Well, that's everyone, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm just like your average Twitter user. Uh, been writing for a blog, Gotham Sports Network, check them out. Uh, been doing that for about a year, so just, you know, it's kind of, you know, Getting my feet wet in the little sports entertainment world and uh, enjoying it ever since. Been meeting some cool people. Get to do cool things like this with you guys, so it's been fun. Aren't we all? Yeah. We're all getting our feet wet here. Great, great. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're totally not whoring out to you to capitalize on some of your Twitter followers. We're a little right? bit of wet in our beaks, aren't we? Just a little wet in the beaks. That's <laughs> fine. Wet, wet you got to do it. Easy, easy first question because I do follow you on Twitter and I do find you funny. Uh, how in the ever loving fuck have you never spent more than forty dollars on a parachute? <laughs> All right, so like as everybody knows, Buffalo is known for their fashion. So the shoe thing today. So I'm going on vacation tomorrow, which is long story short, the only reason I'll buy shoes. So there's two seasons in Buffalo. It's a. I'm, this is gonna get me lambasted by your followers and your listeners, lambasted, and probably by you son. too. But um, I'm a big Crocs guy. I'll wear Crocs twenty seven three sixty five every day if I could. And then it's Tim's season. So, like, I'm either wearing Tim's or Crocs, and there's no in-between. So, Buffalo's <laughs> not really known from their fashion. So, basically, I, I went to Dick's today, and I was looking for shoes just for this vacation because I was like, 
my Crocs have maybe a, like two holes in the size of quarters in the bottom because I wore them so much and I had no other shoes to wear and I like I got to be prepared. So I had to go out and buy shoes and like I looked for about 20 minutes. I almost walked out of the store because I was like, I'm not spending $80 on sneakers. I finally, <laughs> I, I was like, I was so desperate that I didn't want to go shop anymore that I just bought $80 sneakers or whatever they were. But I was pissed. It's, it's not something that I want to do again or I plan to do again. So these shoes better last me another 10 to 12 years because that's it. Greg, I know we're I not. Get... I know we're not interviewing you, Greg. But are you on? You're not on Team Croc. I felt like you'd be on Team Crocs. <laughs> I, I, I am a hard no. On <laughs> in my uh, heart of hearts, with, I really believe I'm with you Woj. Were. I'm with Woj in this respect. The last time I bought a pair of shoes uh, was before my trip to Brazil last year, and I literally haven't bought shoes since then. Yeah, it, it's it's such a. It, I feel like it's like. Like going to get fitted for like a suit, in my opinion. Like you do it once every while, and when you do it, you should last you for a long time. This is I don't want to buy shoes again. It was I was only in there for twenty minutes. It was like a last second decision. I don't want to do it again. Fun fact: Pretty I'll, sure Crocs are edible. Just saying. <laughs> I think you can eat them. I think that's true. The Google that. It's a, it's a good chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Uh, Woj, how do are you from the Buffalo area? How do you become a Ranger fan if you're out in Buffalo? Yes, sir. So I basically grew up in Buffalo and. Reason being a Rangers fan, it's actually a pretty foolish story, but this is exactly how it happened. Is I played hockey growing up my entire life, and the for the first probably about six to seven years I played hockey, we had red, white, or I'm sorry, red, white, and blue as our jersey colors. So basically, when they when the NHL games came out, I wanted to play like a team that looked like my team. And like back then, they didn't have like what they have now with like the creative team or the creative player and yeah. the jerseys and nonsense. So back then, the only team that was wearing red, white, and blue was like Montreal and the Rangers. And I saw New York and I was like, hey, I live in New York. So I grew up like rooting for the Sabres and whatnot. And just slowly over time, it was like one of those things where like I was a 50-50 growing up. Because like when you're a kid, I don't care like about now. Now it's different. But if you have two teams, it's not like a big deal. It's like, oh, I just like the sport. So I grew up watching the Sabres and the Rangers. And then it got to the point where like I got into high school. And then like the Sabres started to become uncool because 2006, 2007 happened when Danny Breer and Chris Jury destroyed the Sabres or Rangers hopes and dreams. So I was like, oh, I fucking hate these guys now. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to. So basically it was just a long transition from like growing up as a kid and then watching guys like Leach, like Messier, and then like Gretzky's on the team, Lindro, like all those guys like growing up was the guys that like I wanted to be like on the ice. So they got to play and like the Sabres never really had that guy where I was like, oh, that's the guy I want to be or that's the team I want to root for. So it was like always the tradition of like Madison Square Garden. There's just so much like I don't want to say it sounds weird, but like the Rangers just were just such a sexy team. Like there's just so much about them that there was the like. So growing up, it just slowly transitioned. And like, so I don't have anything bad against the Sabres. Um, I get into it with Sabres fans on Twitter from time to time. But um, no, I, I grew up in Buffalo, but yeah, I've always been just grew into a Rangers fan by like just association. But so yet, Dominic Hasek and Matthew Barnaby never did anything for you. No, Dom, like Dom Hasek was awesome to watch. Don't get me wrong, but like, uh, like my boy was Jay McKee. Like Jay McKee, what like could have been the saving grace that would have kept me a Sabres fan, but he went to like a hundred teams in two years. So, uh, but no, there was never much about the Sabres that I truly actually enjoyed. So it just slowly transitioned. Like I also watch them. I watch the Sabres probably just as much as I do the Rangers because my old man's a Sabres fan. I like to keep in touch with people around here, talk hockey. But uh, yeah, the Rangers are definitely. It, it's been I've been bleeding blue for about like eight years now, and it's been hurtful ever since. So, not saying well, Sabres fans would have been much better, but you know. Yet you're still, your sake, you're still a Buffalo Bills fan, though. Yeah, Buffalo okay. Bills. So, <laughs> so like, like my teams are weird. So like, I grew up the Bills because that was like that was the team, red, white, and blue. That was them. Like that was Buffalo. They were. I live maybe. I could probably walk to the stadium now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like really close to the stadium. Uh, my dad grew up a huge Mets fan. He's been a Mets fan his whole life, so I transitioned to the Mets fan as well. So there wasn't much that like 
there wasn't I never really had options in the other sports. Like hockey was the sport that I really focused on. Like I'm a football guy. Yeah, I'm a huge baseball guy now. I wasn't up until about four or five years ago. Good time, um, good time so to I, jump on that Mets bandwagon, yeah, my friend. You ain't even kidding. It's so like I, when people are like suffering and stuff like that, I'm like, I feel bad for you, but I don't. I don't know anyone that thing. suffered through those years, so that's good. Yes. So I take a step back and I'm like, I, I didn't have to go through that. So I, I got the good years, luckily. Yeah. But no, it's just, yeah, definitely a Bills yeah. fan, John, or Mets and uh, Rangers. So yeah, I, yeah, just take a big step back and fuck you for not going through the suffering. Yeah. So what, what, what year did you jump in with the Mets? Now I'm curious. Probably about what? That's probably about yeah, 2010, 2010. Probably Why? Just because just you're dead? Yeah, so like it was one of those things when like summer was on. That I, I was a hockey guy. There was nothing else on TV, so I just started watching baseball games with them and slowly got into it from there because there's nothing. Like I'm not a big I'm not a big basketball guy. There's nothing really on in the summer, so I just watch baseball during the day. Day baseball become like my favorite thing in the world because you wake up around noon in the summer, you make like game day nachos at 1230, and you're already like drunk by one. So Day baseball became like my favorite thing to do. But yeah, it was just a slow transition of watching it with my old man. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of who the hell was on the 2010 Mets that really must have done it for Pretty you. Sure Scott Eric Harrison. Campbell, Eric Campbell was on that team. <laughs> I think Eric Campbell was seriously on that team. I'm not even kidding. He was not on that team. Yet. I don't want to talk about Eric Campbell. That, that's just a hilarious year jumping because 2010, it's like, it, you're not even, that's not the fun Dickie year. Right. Um, Santana, I think, was dead in 2010. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I, I legitimately think the ace of that staff was Mike Pelfrey. And that's, man, that, but look, he, it takes He knew balls. the farm system was stacked. It takes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. I knew. I was. I was there for the long haul. Oh, I, that yeah, was Ike Davis year. Jumping at 2010. That was Wasn't it Ike Davis year? Was that yeah. the good Ike Davis year? I think that was the good Ike Davis year. Yeah. Ooh, oh Bobby God. Parnell. <laughs> Justin Turner, uh, Jason Bay still around? Ooh man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you jumped in that team. Now I will say, so you know, this is a audio medium, but I got you on video, and I got the big seven line army flag behind you. Yeah, I gotta, oh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta take for you here, Woj. Uh, I, I don't care for the seven line army. Whoa. I don't either, to be honest. I'll be, I'll, I agree with them. I'll agree with them completely. That flag is like fire, though. I love that. The, the flag. flag, the flag <laughs> is dope, and I have, I think I have a seven line army shirt that's pretty dope as well. But I just. Uh, this is the hot take central right here. I don't like that they feel like they're superior fans. They are. Oh yeah. I I don't like I don't like that. Yeah. Fuck off. I can be a Met fan my own way without <laughs> waving a seven line army rally towel or interacting with those guys on Twitter. They're just not my cup of tea. They're, they feel too high school. Like those are the kids in high school that would go to a volleyball game and get way too amped up uh, for no apparent reason. Just they would, let bring, me enjoy they, they would bring their own stat books. Yeah, they bring their own stat yeah. books. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just man, it, all the all the not cool kids in high school got together and decided to be Met fans, and now I'm just about <laughs> I like it. the seven line guys; they're real nice to me. No, I don't. But know. But don't they have like a terrible <laughs> track record of like losing every game they go to? Like, aren't, isn't there like the seven line army curse? Is, uh, am I, I just making think, that up? I think I don't. I, I mean, I'd be I'd love to see what the win loss record is when they go on road games. It, it feels like. When the Mets lose and they're there, they lose big. They never lose like one nothing <laughs> yeah. games. That you get smoked. Um, just, yeah, I just, beer games. I just I don't I just don't I don't care for it. I don't no, know. I, I don't know how to describe it beyond that. I could definitely say that. I've only been to City twice, and neither of those times were a seven line game, so I don't have any personal experience with them. But yeah, definitely interacting with them on Twitter, you could tell who the seven line army hardos are and like who's just a normal Mets fan who could talk baseball with you. So. Well, I'm I'm somewhere. I'm not a seven line hardo, and I'm definitely not a normal baseball fan that you can yeah. talk to on you Twitter. You were definitely and not normal fucking baseball. Normal <laughs> yeah, no. at all. Um, now, let's we'll talk uh, about the Rangers here. Oh, great! Yeah, you already gotta, got this. Go ahead, ahead, my friend. Go ahead. I'll fuck myself. Um, <laughs> it's preseason. Hard to get excited about anything, but uh, 
why is Adam Clendenning the savior and how do we sign him to a long-term deal right now? I like it, dude. I, I'm pretty pumped about it. I, I like tweeted the other day about, about Brady Shea and like I don't – I don't know like what it is about Brady Shea, but he has such a cult following that like people just assume he's going to be like the next like leech. Like it's insane. So it, when he's not going to make the roster, like spoiler alert for anybody who's listening, like he's not going to make that opening night roster in my opinion. And you heard it here first, Blue Shirts Breakaway breaking news. I, I broke it. <laughs> like, but like when <laughs> guys like when Clen Denning and stuff like make the team, people are going to hate him until they actually see this guy play because I feel like the people who like are upset about Clen Denning right now haven't watched the second of preseason because he's been awesome. He's been so consistent on that blue line and how much problem that team's going to have on the blue line than it is this season. Sign him. Do whatever you can. Lock him down for two years. Sign him to a one-year, like more, one more year bridge deal. Like who cares? You, at this point, I mean, who? I mean, Girardi is just going to keep eating money. Stahl is going to probably – break his other eye or something. So I don't know what's going to happen his with the Rangers. Eye? Wait, but, one second. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. I, I, will, I will say this about Clendenning because it's interesting. It, it, there seem to be two firm camps. There's a camp out there that Clendenning uh, has been God and yeah. he's the best. And why would we ever do anything else? And then there's the other camp that's just like, ah, well, it's preseason. We can't overreact to this. And I seem to be the guy in the middle that's just like, uh, Brady Shea is making this team, but so is Clendenning. And it's just because... Dan Girardi is literally a dumpster fire. <laughs> and we need to accept the fact that we just need to accept the fact that he's not good. Like no. this isn't we're not saying anything controversial or breaking news here. Dan Girardi is bad and we're stuck paying him a lot of money. Why don't we just pay him to be the seventh D man where if someone gets dinged up for a game or two, he he comes in and fills in. Why can't we just eat the salary for a little bit? I'd it, love it. It blows my mind. Because like I don't want to I don't want to overreact to Clendetting. He's been great right. in the preseason. I think especially on the power play. There's a home for him on this Ranger team because the Rangers power play has sucked for as long as I can remember. And Clendenning looks like a guy that can move the puck. Why can't we have both nice things? We can have Shea because he's going to be better than he's played in the preseason. Guaranteed. Yep. But we could also have Clendenning because he's good. And why not just can, why can not I, can just I skate the best Greg? players? Just, just why second? not just skate the best players? I get it. Like he looks the best right now. But I have to remind you, this guy's yet to play 20 games for a single NHL franchise. He yeah. last year it was on Chicago and Pittsburgh, didn't play a single game for the Ducks himself. And he was unable to claim a skate in Vancouver or Edmonton. So <laughs> But how much how much how much of that you just rattled off four teams? Five. Clendenning, you're going to – five. However, I can't fucking count. Who cares? Yeah, count Clendenning, Clendenning's not going to play in Chicago because they're Chicago and they're loaded. You're, you, who's he, he can play Edmonton. Clendenning can play uh, Edmonton. He could have, but Edmonton's also not smart. They traded They traded <laughs> Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. You and make, you're going to tell me no, that this is a point there. I should be looking at? You're going to tell me that trade's not going to work out. <laughs> you know, it, it might. It might, it might be so the crazy one trade where I shut up. <laughs> It's like trading P.K. Subban for an inferior defenseman. <laughs> who would do that? Um, who, who, who would do such a thing? Uh, it's a, it might be a situation with Clendenning where he's just been in the wrong places at the wrong time. He might be – I'm not saying Clendenning is a top-pairing defenseman. Right. But I'm saying he's better than Dylan McElrath. He's better than Dan Girardi. Uh, he might honestly be better than Nick Holden. And he's great on the power play. He's a poor man's Yandel which is what the Rangers need because we don't have Yandel anymore. I just – I don't understand why fans are so divided on this. It, it's kind of like the Peary shit too where yeah. you, you can have your cake and eat it too. There is a way to do it. It's just we're not going to do it because we're paying Jan, Dan Girardi more money than he deserves. Like, yep. that's, that's outrageous to me. 
I completely agree. There's nobody on that team who would benefit more than being the uh, the sixth or seventh team man, sorry, than Dan Girardi. He would thrive in that role more than anybody on the planet. He's going to get hurt for maybe 20, 25 games as it is. So let him let him play every other game. Like, I don't know. Find a system that works. But I agree. They won't do that because, A, Vignol's probably terrified of the backlash. And, B, they pay him too much money. They're not going to sit him. They're just not. Can I ask you a question? No, like, what, what backlash? Backlash from Girardi himself being like, hey, why don't you play me? I'm your boy. I think more so from the fans of like, well, then why didn't you just trade him? I know he has a no trade, no no move clause, but like, I feel like he's on the team. I feel like I feel like you got to work with. I don't know. There's just I don't. There's something about the Girardi situation that never always sits right with me, and I think it's a forced situation at this point where they're just going to keep playing him, playing him until the guy just runs himself rampant because he just gets killed every season because he's but he's made a steal, so he'll just play in eighty games. I don't know. It's nuts. But Clendenning would be awesome in his spot. Like you said, on the power play, he'll find a spot. And Peary is the same way, too. Like, people who don't understand, like, how Peary – if Peary doesn't make the team, I tweeted it, I've completely lost all faith in Elaine Vigneault's decision-making and valuation of talent. He has to make this team in the fourth line. If that's your fourth-line player – Well, uh, like, I will say that AB came out today and said that Peary is going to be on the top three lines. Like, thank God. So I didn't see that. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, but, I mean, with that's, that's another thing with AV. AV is so – set on being this guy can't be a fourth line player for whatever reason because he wants to have three scoring lines and then a defensive line that's just who he is he feels like that's how hockey is why can't you just put Peary as the fourth line center skate him 10 minutes a night even strength and just have him on your power play unit I, think, I don't understand I think why because he thinks Peary's better than that and I, I but is Peary better than it I think the rumblings out there now is JT Miller might be the fourth line center this is and the, I this is the run. I have no idea why that's happening either. Wait, I don't really? understand. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, legitimately the rumbling, rumors as of this moment. Yeah, the rumor today is Miller might be fourth line center to get Peary top nine minutes, which is that's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. Like, like I'm a, I've been drinking the Peary Kool Aid since the first preseason game, and even before I tweeted sometime in like early July that I wanted him on the Rangers, and but that's our banana land if they fucking put him in. <laughs> Just, that's crazy. If 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 you want Peary so badly in the top nine, which I do because he's looked great and yeah. he's been dynamic. And again, I focus on the power play. It's been shit. How do we make the power play better? Clendenning and Peary are two ways to make the power play better. Trade JT Miller. It's not like this team doesn't have needs. We still, even with Clendenning, we now have, I think, four defensemen. That's great. We're almost there. Trade JT Miller. <laughs> there are like teams. We made it. Yeah. 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 There are teams that you Miller too now whereas if we if you bury Miller on the fourth line and all of a sudden he's not showing that 20 goal 50 point potential that he showed last year teams are going to be like well what the fuck's happening there right you're not putting him in a position to succeed if you're not going to put him in a position to succeed trade him while he's got some momentum and heat behind him which is right now and you need defensive help I just I, it, it's like being a Ranger fan and a Met fan it the obvious move is right there in front of you so how are they going to fuck it up Every fucking time. It's unreal. <laughs> well, great. Oh, like, we, we've so done this before, but maybe the market's not there for JT. Like, uh, for the return you want on a defenseman. Okay, well, then we've had the conversation, Woj, I'm sure you could chime in on this too, where the conversation becomes not um, what the market is for the player, but the Rangers understanding what the return could be on Miller and just striking while the plate is hot. At some point, if, if you're not going to utilize JT Miller to the strength of his potential and the fullest of his potential – you're going to do what? Put him on the fourth line and not capitalize and get something? Woj, I don't know where you stand on this, but would you rather have JT Miller as your fourth line center or trade him for 
a couple prospects and a pick. Trade them. Trade them. Like if you, there's plenty of guys who can fill that fourth line center spot. You don't have to waste good talent doing it. Um, if you could get, like I said, if the return is good from grab it, do what you can because you have to, you can't just think every year like this is the year. You got to continue to think long term with this team now. And if they could trade JT Miller and get prospects and get some picks for him, hell, even get some, give him some help on the blue line. Do it. Who cares? Like I'm not saying like package him in for another like you know all in move like they did with like uh, Eric Stahl for example or anything Literally like every that. Every other move for the last five years. Right, exactly. Okay. But if, if if the value's there, I have no problem with it. Like I love Miller, but like if they're just gonna bury him on the fourth line, send him off. Who cares? Like there's plenty of guys who could play on that fourth line without having to put a guy who probably had his I would say his breakout there last year and just bury him again on the fourth line because you want to get Brandon Peary minutes, which again, I love Peary, that's fine, but you have to do the right thing there. And I think if you if that's what it comes down to, I have no problem with training JT Miller. I just I don't understand the argument why Peary cannot be a fourth line center. Right. I, I don't see it. You put him on a line with Grabner and Foss, who are two defensively-minded uh, forwards with speed, and you put Peary in the middle of them. We're talking about the fourth line in AV system. What? They get maybe 10 minutes a game? They maybe. don't see a lot of ice time. No. The Most of the time, the fourth line sees is either going to be on the penalty kill or the power play in Peary's uh, case. Make them fourth line center. I, I, it's just like we're overthinking it. It's like you ask – AV what two times two is, and he's got to get super specific and find a way to make it five. He's got to he's got to solve for X. Like. Yeah, it it, it 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 drives me insane sometimes with what he's doing. Um, and Woj, while we got you, I'm, I got to ask you. So the story out there is Hank seeing about fifty five to fifty eight starts this year. How you feeling about that? He's gonna get yanked at least six or seven times a season. I, I just have a I don't I don't think Hank's gonna have a bad year, but that's a lot of time for Hank. Like especially with the World Cup I mean, of for, Hockey. But for him, that's actually like time off time and a half off. True. Usually true. he's like seventy five games unless he gets slashed in the throat. That's true. Um Fight's on teammate. Yeah. I don't know. Hank Hank makes me so nervous. I think Twitter gets in my head about Hank. I've read so much about how Hank's gonna be washed this year, and it's I think it's permanently sat in my brain that he's not gonna have a good year this year. And then after the first game when he blanks the Islanders and shuts them out, uh, oh. I'll be like, oh, Hank's fine. So, um, is he playing in the preseason? At all? I, I don't think he's, so. He's playing tonight. He's, he's playing. Oh, tonight. is he playing tonight? I, I, so I will yeah. say, you, if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, we recorded this on Monday night right before the preseason game versus the Flyers. So Hank will be playing so the. We first apologize. Game. We apologize in advance for Hank giving up seven goals and then getting yeah, that, that, That's my bad. Um, but uh, totally, I totally take the blame on that. But Hank will be starting, I believe, the uh, first or second period, and then Slapsky will take over. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's been awesome, by the way. Skapsky's been awesome. Give me the red. <laughs> my, my my ginger princess. I'm, I'm all in on gingers, guy. baby. You know me. Yeah, I love that. Uh, gingers. Woj, before we let you go, two most important questions I can think of. The first one, again, Met related. How are you feeling about Wednesday, buddy? Oh, wait. I'm so wait, nervous. Wait, before we even get into this, before we get into this bullcrap, Woj, could you do me a favor? And just plug your shit. <laughs> yeah. So talk talk about it. Talk about the real reason you're on this podcast. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I do two podcasts, well, one right now, the second one's coming. I do a podcast called Six Borough Podcast with Ethan and Woj. Uh, it's just me and the guy who runs Gotham Sports Network, like I talked about before. Um, we just talk about everything. It's not even It's not even really a sports-related podcast. It's just a whatever hot in the streets podcast. Cool, man. We so can't check- wait to be on it. Yeah, you guys will definitely be on. We haven't had a guest yet, so. Oh, sick Whoa. Yeah, No oh. guests yet. So, Here we go. Um, Crossover but, episode. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so check that out. Um, we're on iTunes as well. And then October 10th, we're going to be running through 
Gotham's been doing all the sports-related podcasts. Uh, we have one for the Giants, one for the Yankees, all that. So we're obviously going to have one for the Rangers, being the best and the coolest New York sports team. Right. Don't have a name yet, so I can't plug that. But, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, I will probably tweet about it 100 times a day. So you guys will definitely be on that as well. But, um, we no, be, just uh, check we'll out. Follow me on Twitter. We're working together to fight the greater evil in the world. Uh, I don't want to say who it is, but I think we all agree who it is. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hurt. I'm just hurt that my suggestion didn't make the finals. I thought Madison Square Podcast was genius. I pitched pretty- it. I pitched that one. So it's me and another guy. It's John Dundon. He writes for Full Tilt, um, and he writes for Gotham. But I pitched it to him, and they were all like, uh, and I was like, uh, the uh, Ranger Rangers thing was my was my suggestion. Like I was all in on that, but they are so afraid of getting sued by the people <laughs> from Stranger Things. <laughs> Ranger things. Yes, I was like, dude, I want to. And they're like, they're so afraid. I was like, we can use the font. We could like steal the logo. And they're like, yeah, you're gonna get the shit suit. You know what the thing about that is though, like next year, like when Stranger Things like might not. Well, two years from now, like Stranger Things isn't topical. It's like, oh, well, what was this about again? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oops, (laughs) oops. Ranger things. Oh, we we suck on the power play. That's what you're talking about. Sick. I pretty much have given up all hope with this name. So I'm sure you'll see it eventually in the next week. I'll be on vacation this whole week. I told him like, if we don't have one by the time I come back from vacation, I'm just gonna call it like Woj's podcast and that's gonna be it so we'll we'll retweet you on uh on when you guys do get a name too perfect uh, quickly uh uh pitch your twitter what's your how do you spell it brian wotanik so it's just b-r-y-a-n-w-o-j-t-a-n-i-k when i started my twitter i never thought that like i would regret using my full name right and i should have done something better like this should have cut off the j my friend (laughs) right exactly (laughs) since brian woj have been done it over now my whole name's on twitter it's out of six thousand people so all right now greg can ask you a good questions the two, the two most important questions. We have to talk about Wednesday because yeah. I'm freaking out. I'm not going to be able to sleep. And then by 7.30 on Wednesday, I'm just going to be shit-faced plastered at a bar. Uh, <laughs> Greg, Greg. <laughs> tell, me, tell me why I should be confident because I need, I need some help. Uh, you shouldn't be confident. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I've been saying this since the jump. We're not going to beat Bumgarner. He's no. the anti-Kershaw. He's he is. Yes. It's it's Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. You got Bumgarner. You got Peyton Manning in the regular season. That's Kershaw. It, you have Bumgarner scares the ever living shit out of me. He's I, so I, he's Mister October in my mind. There hasn't been a better pitcher in the last maybe decade in postseason than him. And if you look, I think somebody tweeted out the breakdown of all the Mets th- their numbers against him in like the last couple seasons. It's not great, Bob. I, I think it's like two for sixteen. Like everybody yeah. was like one for five, one for fifteen, two for sixteen. I'm terrified. Yeah, I, think the, I think the two hits are from James Loney, which is, uh, <laughs> that's real encouraging. Now the only spin zone that's been giving me confidence is thinking back to what we did to Arietta last year. But it's not the same team. So again, like it's I'm walking on eggshells. Syndergaard, I'm a little nervous about too because we even talked about it on our podcast a while ago. It was like if we're like. If Syndergaard, this was before he got sick and we he missed that other start. But I was like, yo, if he bombs his next start, do you really start thinking about putting Bartolo Colon in a fucking one game wild card? Like it's it, that's where that's where we thought we was gonna be at. So I'm glad Syndergaard's pitching. There's nobody else I'd rather have on the mound right now. Obviously, yeah, I've but, never been I've never in my entire life been more certain the Mets are gonna lose two nothing though. Like yes, I'm, I'm, it, it's a foregone conclusion in my mind. And you know it's gonna happen too. It's gonna be in the first inning, so we're gonna have to watch nine innings of just not getting a hit and just Bumgarner just shutting him out. The only thing I will say is if the Mets can get to him semi early, and if like even if the Giants put up runs, if that game if that game goes to the bullpen, the Giants bullpen stinks. It's no, not good. The uh, Bochi has to let Bumgarner throw 150. Yes, pitches. he's got to pitch almost. I would say nine innings, two outs. And you, even then, I'm probably I'm not pretty sure Bochi's going to let him pitch, and then he's going to bring Bumgarner out of the bullpen. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> he's just going to walk back into the bullpen. Jersey. He's going to come straight back out. He's like, what the fuck? 
Someone, uh, someone tried to calm me down by being like, well, the Mets scored four runs off Bumgarner earlier this year. And then I oh. remember thinking uh, they scored four runs because the in- – the immortal Justin Ruggiano hit a grand slam off him. <laughs> yes. And I, one, forgot that guy was on the Mets. And right. two, we don't have Justin Ruggiano. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I've i never been more confident about a 2 nothing loss. And, like, even even the small <laughs> sliver of me that's like, ah, oh, the Mets might win. I'm like, yeah, great. The Cubs are going to murder us because yeah. they're fucking pissed that we swept them last year. I will say is if they do get past the Giants and get to the Cubs – I would be terrified if I was a Cubs fan of the Mets. The Mets, so like the Cubs and me are like this guy in a suit and line at the bank. And all of a sudden, this straggly old drunk guy walks in with like booze hanging off, just smells of booze, and he's threatening to stab everybody. That's the Mets. They have nothing to lose at this point. So the, like the Cubs are, they should be terrified. It's, it's a team that has nothing to play for. They didn't expect to be here. They were almost, they were under 500, like what, two or three times this season? Like a so week they, ago. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like the, the Mets don't expect to be here. Like even at this point, if the Mets do lose on Wednesday, I can't say I'm at all disappointed because it, I, I didn't expect to be in a one 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 game wild card at all. Um, so at this, I mean, I'm hoping they win, but again, I, I'm fairly confident it's going to be a heart wrenching one one o two o loss, and it's going to be tough to watch. Yeah, I'm not. And the uh, the one reason the the one reason I want the Mets to win is for my own personal health. Uh, the second reason <laughs> I want the Mets to win. I want someone to shut the fuck up about this even year magic. If I hear it oh, one the more time, the hashtag time, is brutal. Believe in, I'm, believe uh, in. It's horrible. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm literally. Greg, you made just... a point about your health there. Like you think you'll be better off if the Mets win, and I disagree. So I know that you'll spend a lot of money <laughs> if the Mets win. And I also know you drink a lot more yes. beer if the Mets win. So I'm yeah, just... and that that keeps me young inside. I think. Uh, uh, no, yeah, that's I, not true. <laughs> I, I will say, if you do want me to make you feel better in a little bit, the last time I was on vacation was last October. We were in LA for the, when Mets were or Mets and Dodgers series. We ended up going to the game and we won. But that whole that whole um, series, we were in vacation at Disney and we ended up winning. So we was in Disneyland. This time I'll be in Disney World for the one game wild card. And it's even worse too because me and my dad don't even talk about today. Is it's my mom's birthday on Wednesday. We'll be okay. in Disney World all day oh, no. and. The okay. game's at like seven o'clock. Yeah. So eight, eight, we're, eight <laughs> we're 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 trying to like formulate a plan. Like, all right, we got to get to the ESPN zone at some point. And we just got to park there. Like, we got to make it seem like we're doing this for her because yeah. I don't think she even knows the Mets are playing anymore. Surprise, uh, so we got to find a way to watch ESPN it. ESPN zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for your happy we exactly. So we got. We we gotta we gotta be geniuses here on Wednesday to figure this out and uh, not have her get pissed at us because we skipped her birthday again. So <laughs> the the only reason I'm even slightly confident in the Mets is Cespedes is just pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he stuck uh, the day of the clincher and he didn't even celebrate. He just left and he wants to celebrate. So can I can I ask you guys a question, yeah, both of you? Yeah, hit. I, I haven't had a chance. I'm not gonna get a chance to talk about that on my pack, so I'll do it on yours. Okay. Is how do you guys feel about the champagne bass after winning a spot to get into the wild card? Okay. Uh, Greg, you want to go premature. first? You want me to? I'll go first. It seems premature because it doesn't feel like we're in the playoffs right. yet. Like it's nothing. Like yeah. we literally have to play one more game to even have a taste of anything. So like, right? It, it's been, it was weird to me, but I'm all else? in, baby. Put the champagne <laughs> in my eyes. I need every reason to celebrate in life. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it, it seems it seems premature. It's like uh, it's it's texting. A girl on Tinder and her being like, "Hey, let's meet up," and you celebrating about it, and, then you <laughs> and she's a whale. Like, yeah, she, and she's just she she strikes out fourteen of your friends, and then it's just <laughs> miserable. So yeah, it's just it. I I don't know. But most important question, Roach can't let you go without asking this: Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. 
It's not a sandwich. Yes. You're, you're, you're a psychopath. I can't have this podcast anymore. It's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich, well, my friend. You, what, 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 what in your mind defines a sandwich? I need to know. Can't because be, it's everything that's in a hot dog. Can't be open. It's got to be closed. Sense? Two buns. Cheese, cheese steak ain't a sandwich? No. Oh, a cheese no. steak is not a sandwich. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, the controversy from this question on this podcast has really been too much for my life. Oh, my God. So is a hamburger a sandwich? Yeah. A hamburger is a sandwich, but a hot dog isn't. The minute you open a hamburger, you void it sandwichy, though. Like, if you do an open-faced hamburger, if that's, that's a thing, you void it. It has to yeah, be enclosed. Who, 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 what kind of animal eats an yeah, open-faced like, hamburger? Fuck, you know what I want right now? Open-faced hamburger. Come, order, come, come, order a steak, you poor person. Come visit Buffalo. There's creatures among. Like, you will, you'll find the worst of the worst here. I think that's also why. It's like the whole Crocs thing and the shoe thing and then the edible. hot dog thing. They're edible. They're it, sandwiches. It, it, Are Crocs it, it, sandwiches? It, it, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, it's enclosed. You can put meat inside of it, and it's definitely a sandwich. Hashtag Crocs are sandwiches. Oh, my God. A hot dog is sandwich get off my podcast um, hey it was <laughs> no but seriously uh Woj, this was really awesome of you to come on i want to do this again sometime yeah, absolutely. Whenever, whenever you guys hey I'm, I'm a whore for this stuff whenever you guys want to do it i'm all in Shocking. So, so are we um you so. guys will be on I, I tell you like if because of this uh nobody's ever asked me to come on their podcast so because of this you guys will be our first guest on the Ooh. unnamed new york rangers podcast we'll have both you guys on so Sick. you heard it here first next, next here time first. i'm in buffalo which might be sometime this winter i will be grabbing an open face yeah. hamburger with you let's go we'll, we'll watch the ranger game <laughs> let's go you psychopaths. Go eat a sandwich. <laughs> All right, buddy. This has been uh, a great time. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye-bye. Hey, Greg, uh-huh. we're back. Oh, hey, buddy. That was fun. Yeah, no, seriously. Um Big thanks to Brian for coming on. He's fantastic interview. We're having him back again. I don't know when, but breakaway fam- officially breakaway family. Yeah, he's he's fam. Hashtag fam. fam he, now. That 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 interview was so much fun to do. I we could have done that for two more hours. And one day we might. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's possible. So stay tuned. Um. So let's let's. This is your last chance to talk about the Mets ever. Uh, ever on this podcast. period. No, I, yeah, I, we'll I, see how that works. I think the Mets are going to win this game, uh, and obviously you do not. Uh, I, I well, I, it's not that I. Uh, I'm I am building my own cocoon. Okay. To protect myself for when my heart gets broken is what I'm doing. But seriously, Madison Bumgarner, in our generation, can you think of a better playoff picture, pitcher? Pedro, maybe. Can't, I can't do it. Pedro. Who? Pedro Martinez. Uh, you ever heard of him? He's a pretty good pitcher. No. No, because you still have the 2003 version of Pedro where he blows it against the Yankees. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, I I I can't think of a better postseason pitcher. Maybe. Well, I mean, when I was Bumgarner's growing getting, up, he's getting old now. You know, he's 26. It's gonna be. <laughs> oh, oh, he's so ancient. Um, <laughs> what no, what I'm hoping is what I'm hoping is the Mets channel or you know what the Dodgers don't want the Giants in the playoffs anymore. Just let us borrow Puig for a game. Let us borrow Puig so he can just stare at him. We won't a, even play him. Can I ask you a question? We won't like, even play him. Has he played it off the Dodgers, Puig? Puig, yeah. He had the, he had the huge uh, – I mean, well, I, he didn't do anything, but Bumgarner had the huge meltdown with him Oh, okay. in that September. Was, that was the big deal. Okay. Yeah, that's why That's why I'm saying the Mets should just borrow Puig. Or, you know what? We Again, we don't even have to play him. Just let him sit behind home plate in Bumgarner's line of sight. And just chill. Just stare at him wearing the don't look at me shirt. I, I love the uh, – I love the idea. I don't know how about the execution. 
Maybe Marlins man can get him in there. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys, Marlins man, at this game? The, by the way, Marlins, Marlins, the, gonna, bar, the barstool guys, the barstool. Uh, uh, yeah, he will because the AL. He'll be at the AL game tomorrow. Okay, probably or today if you're listening on Tuesday, uh, and then he'll he'll probably go to the NL game because nothing else is happening sports wise that he could possibly be seen at. I would love to talk to that guy once. I know he's done interviews. I've never heard them. I probably should, but he seems just like a very interesting, eccentric dude. I wish to have that kind of money one day where I can just go to every sports game ever and sit right behind home plate In or a giant the orange visitors shirt. bench. No, I'm not going to wear the Marlins shirt though. You'd wear not wearing the Marlins shirt. Uh, Rangers. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'd probably wear the most comfortable clothing I can think of, which is just a t-shirt and a hoodie. Okay. All right. Not even pants. No, like, I'm just no, no go. food at the game. Just beer. Uh, no food of the game, just beer. That, that well, actually, oh, those no. seats those seats are expensive enough where they'll bring you food. So I, I might order oh, like a, here's a good uh, question. Would sandwich. you say no to like a food if you were like if people were going to give you food? If I don't have to get up and get it, I wouldn't say no. Okay. But I, there are two things I usually don't have at sporting events: uh, patience and cash money. <laughs> okay. So it, it's hard. It's hard I for think, me when the hot dog think, vendor is coming around. You said the word sporting events, but you meant all of life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fact, because no, no, yeah, fact, fact. Yeah, you fact. meant all of life. Yep, yep. Uh, that is that's kind of my life story. My my life biography is going to be. My, I don't have. I have. There are two things I don't have: patience and cash. Money. My prediction: Mets win three two. And as you heard with Woj, I think they're going to lose 2 nothing. All right. Uh, so next time you hear from us, we'll be on Monday. The preseason will just be just wrapping up. We'll do a quick uh, series preview. Well, not series. Quick couple game previews. I, I believe they play the Islanders. I think the Sharks next week. I have to double check that in a minute. I could be totally lying to you. I could Google right now, but I'm so lazy. And yeah, and I'm only thinking about Wednesday. My mind is on Wednesday. So next Wednesday week, is life. Next week we'll be recording and we'll talk about the uh, season preview. We'll go into a couple of the games that are coming up, and then we will come back on Thursday and talk Rangers-Islanders with you guys right after the game. And it will either be a joyous occasion, or we'll try and be trying to calm everyone down, or we'll be really sad. One of those or things I will won't happen. be alive because the Mets did something, and Greg, I, I died. That's not funny, and uh, if you, anyone needs help, call, call a hotline. So, <laughs> look, look! I just I need to provide you with every possible outcome because we're trying to plan my life, and I'm telling you that my life is unplan, unplanable, unpredictable, unpredictable. All right, so uh, I think we did some plugs earlier, but you guys know all the stuff where we're at. Go to bluefishbreakway.com, buy a T-shirt, follow us on Facebook. We're gonna be doing some hot take reactions throughout the week. Uh, Instagram, we got some fun stuff coming up. And if you're still listening and you've made it this far, if you tweet out our podcast this week, I'm going to randomly select a listener and send you a T-shirt. <laughs> and we will say we have plenty because I think only six of you have bought some. There you go. I have plenty of t-shirts. So <laughs> and that... today, today I learned we have six listeners. So Thank we, you guys so much. We still have the six, the big, the, the original six listeners of Blue Shorts Breakaway. If you guys tweet out hey, the that's... podcast with the hashtag Blue Shorts Breakaway, uh, we will uh, randomly select a listener, and it has to be within the United States or Canada, and I will ship you a t-shirt. Uh, but you could also live or be a resident on a U.S. naval ship because we learned we could we could mail to those. U.S. Whirlwind, I believe it is. Yes, the USS Whirlwind, the official ship of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. There it is. All right, Greg, I will call you from Las Vegas on Monday, where I'll be working. And uh, I might I, I look and you and I we need we need to talk. If the Mets have a playoff game that day, we're gonna have to find oh, some time. Oh, I can bookie for you. I don't Maybe we'll talk, Greg. I don't know if I could talk to you off air. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I got to go make dinner. All right. I got to go eat dinner. I love all you right, all. Let's... Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.